Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cold Heart Truth Podcast. I'm Jack Smith. I'm Shrikar Ajendran. And I'm Anish Gupta. And today we're, like you saw in the, t- in the title for either this video or this podcast episode, no matter where you're watching it, we're going to be doing a mock draft with the three of us. Uh, something that, you know, we've never really tried before or done before is doing a mock draft on a podcast in this way. You know, as you can see, Shrikar sharing his screen. We got the PFF mock draft simulator pulled up. If you're on YouTube, you can see it. Um, if, if not, we'll leave the picks down in the bottom when we eventually get to them. But the way we did it is we assigned picks. So Anisha is going to have the first one. I'll have the second one. Shrikar's got the third. And then we just we're going to repeat that rotation all the way down the board. We're not doing trades in this one. Uh, if you want to see trades in a mock draft, uh, go on our channel bef- uh, later, kind of before the draft. We're each going to do an individual like final mock draft with trades on YouTube. Um, but in this one, basically, it's kind of just an interactive mock draft with the three of us going to do, to specify, we're doing what we think will happen on draft day. So not like the players we would pick a certain spot, what we think is most likely to happen uh, for the teams. But I mean, I don't want to get disclaimer, into- Quick disclaimer. These are all live picks. Like we have none of this planned. This is all live, so you'll get our instant reactions. I have no clue what these guys are going to do. And just another no note. clue what I'm going to do. Just another note. We are going to be rotating until we get to pick 31 and 32. And at that point, we're going to be collaborating on those two picks just because yeah. we wanted to be even in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we've all we've done is the research. We don't know what he, like what we're going to do. So <laughs> that's, that's what kind yep. of makes it fun. That, like, that captures the yep. essence of draft day because teams kind of sure. don't know what's going to happen. It's like when we did the uh, the QB carousel thing a couple of weeks ago. We're like, we don't know what other teams are going to do. I mean, I don't know what. I actually, I do know where Anisha is going to go with the first pick, but I don't know where he's going to go at four or at, at other picks or anything like that, or, or Shrikar for that matter. Another yep. thing we did is because we want to pick for our own teams, obviously, uh, Anisha is going to pick for the Browns uh, at the la- later part of the first round. And I'll you guys know I had to. Second round picks. So we'll, we'll flip those a little bit to, to get to pick for, for our teams. But I mean, if you guys don't mind, let's get right into it. Let's do it. All right, so I'm on the clock with the first overall pick. And this isn't even like, you know, we want to make this quick. So uh, I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence QB out of Clemson. And uh, not going to explain it too much. He's one of the most polished QBs I think we've ever seen coming out of the draft. Uh, Probably one of the best prospects, honestly, ever. And I think we can all agree I think he's the best prospect since Andrew Luck. So with that being said, Jags take Trevor Lawrence. Urban Meyer gets the guy. So uh, for a lot of the NFL season, I thought the, uh, the Jets were going to get Trevor Lawrence. Um, but then after a whole lot of switches there at pick two, and so the debate is Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. And I've given my opinion on this about a thousand times. I am a bigger Zach Wilson guy than Justin Fields. I think that he's a, a cleaner prospect. He might not have, you know, the higher ceiling. I think Fields has it with his athletic ability, yep, yep. his bigger arm and, and all that. But I think that for a Jets fan, I think that the Jets need to go with a guy that, you know, has that higher floor because they've missed on a lot of different quarterbacks. And I think they know that too. Uh, over the past couple of weeks, it's becoming more and more obvious that the Jets are going to go with Zach Wilson. Uh, teams wanting to trade up to pick two with them saying no because they found their guy. And it's Zach Wilson. So here at pick two, I'm going to go for the Jets, Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. And at the Niners pick, this is where it gets interesting. I think Lawrence and Wilson are locks at this point. If you don't consider Wilson a lock, I think it's a near lock. Um, but you got Justin Fields, Trey Lance and Mac Jones on the board and the media has been speculating all season. Oh, Kyle Shanahan has a prototype. He wants Mac Jones. I think that's completely false. I watched a press conference with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch after they actually did the trade. 
And Kyle Shanahan, he rejected the notion of him having a prototype. He said he wants the most elite talent available. He said he wants a guy that is going to maximize this offense. He doesn't want someone that's going to just hit the ceiling or slightly bring it down. He wants someone that's going to send it over the top. That guy to me is Justin Fields, 100%. Imagine Kyle Shanahan with an athletic quarterback. The last time he's had an athletic quarterback, what, RG3, Johnny Manziel, they had their best years under him. So you can make that argument that, oh, all these pocket passer QBs had their best years with Shanahan, but literally any quarterback can have a good year with Shanahan. And you bring Fields into this offense with Ayuk, Debo, Samuel, George Kittle. I mean, come on, he's got a great O-line too. It's just, you got, I, I have to go Justin Fields here. As a Niner fan, you know, as a, as a NFL scout of sorts, uh, albeit a fake one, I got to go Justin Fields, man. Uh, just imagining him in this offense – I've been thinking about it ever since that trade, and I think I'm going to pencil it in here. Are you oh. calling Matt Ryan unathletic? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Matt. Oh, feel, hey, as a Buckeye fan, Fields is going to – hopefully he's going to do you well. So yes, now it comes back so to too. me. Great. So now we've, like, really – this is where it really gets interesting because I think we kind of knew what these three would be, and I kind of knew that too. Look, with the Falcons at pick four – Look, you see the needs. PFF's kind of clearly shown it, and there's more needs than that. Uh, they clearly need pretty much every phase of defense possible, but there's no one that's worthy of that fourth overall selection. And since I can't trade out of it, and believe me, I really want to, um, at pick four, I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts. And I think with me, the reason why I'm going to do that, look, I'm not a fan of drafting tight ends that early. I really am not. I've said this a hundred times. I was not a fan of no fan, not a fan of TJ Hawkinson, but Kyle Pitts is, I mean, an athletic freak. He's, he's what you call a kind of a can't miss guy. And I think in any system, he would just make it so much more dynamic and for an Atlanta offense that already features Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, and, you know, we've seen some flashes of uh, Russell Gage. I, I think, like, you know, to add Kyle Pitts to that would make this team so much better, and I think it'll also give Matt Ryan – because, you know, Matt Ryan kind of grew up with Tony G. So that was, like, some of his best years. And um, I think it would get another – he would have another type of security blanket in Kyle Pitts. And even if, like, Atlanta were to go with a future signal caller, Kyle Pitts is young. He's only going to get better in this league. And I think he'll be an ex excellent security blanket for anyone that will take that future starting job in Atlanta. Uh, so I think at four, you got to go with him there. Again, like I said, I really want to trade out of the pick but I can't, and there's no one on defense that is really worthy of that fourth overall selection, so I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts here. No, I agree. I think if they don't trade out of the pick, I think that's the move if the, those top three quarterbacks are off the board. Yep. Um, and yep. that brings me to pick five, and this is why we specify that we're doing what we think is going to happen, because if I was picking based on what I would do, Penny Sewell would be off the board like that. I, oh, I mean, wow. I wouldn't think about it. Pick five, that's what I would do. Yeah, I no, I 100% agree. Yeah, mm -hmm. but because it's what I think will happen. I think that teams, when they draft a young quarterback and you're seeing it even more and more now, they need to listen to what that quarterback wants. And, and I think they're doing it more and more. And Joe Burrow has not been shy about saying he wants Jamar chase at pick five. And so for me, I think Sewell is a better option. And I think if they were going to go with a wide receiver, I like Devonta Smith more, you know, I, I understand the Jamar chase to Joe Burrow connection. Um, but I think, Smith is a better prospect, but I mean, here, 
going off what I think the Bengals will do, I think they're going to listen to the player that they took number one overall just a year ago. And while that may be stupid and, you know, not having that protection for him that he needs. I mean, you look at the scar on his knee when they were revealing uh, the uniform. Oh, and man. Like, yeah, the jersey. How are you going to validate taking a receiver there instead of an offensive lineman? They I think already the, have T and Boyd. Like, they, those yeah. are two guys that, like, you know. I, I wouldn't agree with this pick, but I, I definitely think it's what's going to happen. They're going to listen to Burrow. And I still that think also creates school. that, like, if it doesn't work out, I mean, that's him. He, he decided he wanted Jamar Chase. And so, you know, can't complain about an offensive line if you if you asked for Jamar Chase. I would take Sewell in a heartbeat. Uh, yep. But I've got Jamar Chase going here to five. Yeah, I agree with you, Jack. I mean, the whole dilemma with this pick is both classes, uh, offensive tackle and receiver are deep, but I'd rather have a generational tackle than a wide receiver one. Uh, It it just, you know, in terms of what they will do, I think I agree there. Uh, But speaking of receivers, the Dolphins are on the clock. Uh, They need a receiver. I have my pick of Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle. Uh, I'm kind of leaning towards Devontae Smith here. Uh, And it was reported, I think, earlier today by Ian Rappaport. Um, The Dolphins are looking to trade back even further. Um, yep. I'm thinking the Broncos could be a candidate to trade up in front of the lions, maybe for Trey Lance. Um, but honestly, I think just because they want to trade back, they still believe they can get their guy. And I don't think, I think they would make that trade with Devonte Smith in mind. Uh, so I'm going to go with Devonte Smith here. It's just slightly over Jalen Waddle. I kind of flip flop between the two because Waddle is over Sewell. Yep. Over Sewell. Uh, wow. I think, I think they go with the receiver over a tackle here. Um, and look, Sewell is sliding now. Uh, it's just that Bengals pick changes everything. But uh, yeah. Devontae Smith here, let's get to another playmaker. And look, that's a great wide receiver trio. Uh, you look at Parker Fuller and Devontae Smith. Last year, they had a pretty questionable pass catching core. And now you throw Gasicki into the mix. And this is one of the better groups in the entire NFL. So I really love this pick here. Devontae Smith to the Dolphins at six. So. Look, I'm going to give Jack pretty much a gimme with his next pick. And uh, so now with Smith off the board and with the Lions there, look, uh, I actually do agree with – I saw a take by Coward, Colin Coward on this, and I actually do agree with him. If you're the Lions, you want to make sure that Jared Goff has someone to throw to. I mean, you lost Galladay. You lost Marvin Jones. I mean, this team is depleted. And, you know, they've got decent offensive linemen, actually. I, I like Taylor Decker, and uh, that's probably where Sewell would even play so I think here you got to take the big three off the board and go with Jalen Waddle because, look, he's – I don't know if he has that number one receiver. But I'm not sure because, like, he's an athletic freak. But, you know, there were times where he actually was the number one guy, uh, even with Smith in the lineup. Like, I remember some games watching both of their films, especially when watching Mac Jones. Uh, I could see that he he liked a Jalen Waddle on, uh, in certain games a little bit more. Uh, but – I think you need to get a guy that can just take the top off the defense. He reminds me actually a little bit about, uh, uh, of Marvin Jones, who was able to really fit that role. Well, when Kenny Galladay was out. So I'm going to go with Waddle here. And obviously I think this leaves a very, very easy pick for Jack. So you're welcome. Uh, but yeah, I think the Lions go with the guy here and that leaves the big three of receivers already gone through seven picks. I think that is very, very interesting. I, I didn't expect that. I, I really didn't expect that coming into this. Yeah, I don't think I agree with either of your picks, to be completely honest. I think both of these guys would jump on Sewell. Um, yeah. Because he is that can't-miss prospect just like Pitts and Lawrence are at their respective positions. Um, and, I, like, I understand that last year Miami picked Austin Jackson to play left tackle. And yeah. I understand that 
you know, Taylor Decker is good. And the, the lions put way too much money into Hal Vitae. Yeah. But it's, it's Panay Sewell. I mean, I'm going to take him right here at eight. My favorite quarterback, Sam Darnold's got a, there you go. Yeah. Left my tackle. Panthers, my Panthers bias was a little bit showing there too, <laughs> even though I mean, Darnold's there. But like, Sewell, Sewell over there would be. I don't very think good. I don't think Sewell will be here. I, I I'm not sure. I I think that that will happen. Um, but in this board, I mean, there's no way the Panthers wouldn't take him. I've I've thought oh, they're hundred percent. I've I've thought that they would go. You know, instead of a receiver, they would take Slater, or instead of some other guys, they take Slater. And now instead of getting Slater, they land Sewell, who is is the best offensive lineman in this class. It's just a yeah. total win. Mm-hmm. All right, the Broncos at nine. I think this is the toughest pick that. I have to make in the top 10 outside of maybe the Bengals, but uh, Trey Lance is still on the board. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not very high on drew lock, but I do think the Broncos are going to move into 2021 with him as the starter. I don't think they're going to move off him in any way. Uh, So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to draft Trey Lance as a quarterback that can push drew lock. Um, If he needs to, I mean, he can start, in year one, but I expect them to groom him. Uh, everyone's been saying, let's give him the Mahomes treatment. I completely agree 100%. He's still really raw as a quarterback. Uh, but I think the Broncos make perfect sense if he's on the board. If Trey Lance is not on the board, I'd lean offensive line, maybe Rashawn Slater. Uh, but since Trey Lance is on the board, I mean, I I just can't pass it up. You need someone that is going to push Drew Locke because this is a crucial year for him. He's got all the weapons he, he needs. And honestly, if he can't get it done, then you got a backup plan. You have insurance. So I'm going to go Trey Lance here. Yeah, that's a good pick. I think Lance, Lance to Denver would be really interesting. I, I didn't have him slipping in like uh, earlier drafts that I did. So I think Denver walks away happy with that. Mm-hmm. All right. So Cowboys. am I? No, I need you on the clock. No, I, I'm up you at are. pick 10. So pick 10, this actually becomes really easy. I think this is like something that I've had. I, everyone has had. I, I mean, if, if I'm Dallas, you missed out on a bunch of guys. You got to take Patrick Sertan here. I mean, like this is the number one corner, no doubt. Jack made a video on Sertan and Farley, but uh, you know, obviously due to um, injury concerns with Farley, I think Sertan is kind of pushed over and he had a great pro day. Uh, I believe he ran a 4.4640, which is great for a corner. Uh, he's quick again. He's very, very solid man to man. So uh, I think if you're the Cowboys here, you got to take the best corner in the draft. And I think he could be that lockdown corner. I saw some Cowboys fans put up these, like, like Patrick Sertan, Darrell Revis. Uh, like, have you seen that? Like they, they put like the receivers, he's going to hold the under 35 yards. And it was just a bunch of like Justin Jefferson and like all these guys, all these NFC East receivers. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, yep. Great. The Cowboy fandom has started, yeah. <laughs> but um, there they yeah, go. Patrick Sertan here, easy pick. I think that they would definitely consider taking Slater if he was available on the board yeah. just because of the health problems they've had at offensive line over That's the past true. couple of years. But I'm not sure that that they would be able to, you know, hold off and and take a, you know, an offensive lineman once they're tan sitting there on the board. Yeah. And it and, would help Trevon Diggs too, I think. And like the fact they, they play there as teammates like that, yeah. I feel like that's definitely yeah. a pick that they would make. And so I think the Giants here, if it wasn't for off the field issues and some concerns I have with Micah Parsons, I feel like he's a good fit. Yeah. for what this Giants team needs. But I don't think he's the ninth prospect in this class uh, as a football player. And I also don't think kind of just as a prospect in general because of some of the off the field. Disagree. I, I feel disagree. Like, I feel like he's going to slide. Um, but I think that the Giants would jump on the idea that they can take Rashawn Slater here uh, at pick 11. 
it's right where uh, PFF uh, values him as their 11th best prospect. But I think that they would be able to take him and, and play him at left tackle or right tackle, play him at guard, play him wherever they need to. Uh, I think that's a great piece on the offensive line where if Daniel Jones breaks out, he's got that offensive lineman with him. Um, but if not, then the young quarterback that they bring in next will have Rashawn Slater there at one of the tackle positions. And, you know, after all that talk about Rashawn Slater shutting down Chase Young, we would get it two times a year, Chase Young versus Rashawn yep. Slater when the Giants uh, play the the Washington, whatever they're going to be. Uh, as of now, they're the football team, but name change coming soon, they, uh, it seems. But I think that pick is, is a perfect pick for the Giants at 11, and there's no way they pass him up if he's there at their pick. We've really, I've really gifted you just yeah. free, free picks, picks for you, man. <laughs> so if you guys like were to say Jack had the best job, I want some credit for giving him these easy options. So just please show me love if you guys <laughs> like Jack's been getting free picks, but yeah. All right, go pick 12. Yeah, Shrieker's got right. a tough one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Micah Parsons is on the board at 12. Oh, come on. Do I want to keep his slide running? The big three of receivers is off the board. I come think on, receiver man. is out of the question for me. Here's the thing. Character concerns will always make a player fall. NFL teams are seeing this in Parsons. Where is my guy? Corner. Oh, Where is my guy? Oh, my God. Where is my guy? Don't do it. No. JC Horn, a guy I've been high on throughout the entire draft process. Now, I do know uh, scouts are worried about his uh, his tendencies to get a little grabby at the line, but I think that can be fixed in the NFL. Um, I mean, he's aggressive. He can get under a receiver's skin, uh, a great trait I like about him. You know, I don't know how long Darius Slay can really work out for Philadelphia anymore. So let's get a cornerback here. J.C. Horn, sorry, Micah Parsons, but I think the slide continues here. No, it's a good pick. I love J.C. Horn. I think he's a first-round talent, but I'm sorry. I'm taking Parsons there 1,000%. Like, I know know his character, but – he is so talented. Like I've watched, I had to watch this film right when doing it. Like he is so talented, but I think yeah, Horn's we'll a good. Like, I feel like up. you can't. Get him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm at pick 13 here. Um, now for the Chargers, I think this one's also pretty simple. I'm gonna go uh, Christian Darisaw out of Virginia Tech. Uh, I had him in my other mock draft too. I think he's a great, great tackle. I think he's the third best one here. You could argue AVT, but uh, I think he's very fundamentally sound and, uh, you know, playing against some tough competition. He, he stacked up pretty well, so I'm going to go with Darisaw here for the Chargers. Uh, like the Vikings and the Chargers are those two teams this year that are like the fans kind of don't have anything to really to look forward to because they know their team is going offensive linemen. It's like last year, like the Browns and the Jets are like, oh, you know, the Jets yeah. are like, maybe you take a take a wide oh, no, I everyone... knew, Yeah, I 1000% knew I was going. I want, I was excited for it though. I was excited yeah, yeah. who would come to us. I was like, but they're, I mean, oh man, they're those teams where they kind of just know where they're going to go. Yeah. Like, yeah. Unless a player like really falls, like unless Slater fell to the charge, like they know the two players they're going with. I, I won't, or I guess I'll just come out and say it. I think that the Vikings are going to take Elijah Vera Tucker here, guard yep, yep. or tackle at USC. Uh, PFF has him listed as a tackle. I see him as a guard. Um, and I think he can be a very good guard at that. Um, watched him at USC. Um, he's just a very, very good pass protector and also a good run blocker. He's very athletic. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah. And I believe it was, I believe the other person was Rappaport, but don't quote me on that. Say that he reminds them a lot of Zach Martin. And when watching USC's pro day, the tail of the tape, they're almost identical size wise, length wise, measurement wise, and like timing wise. Um, 
and Zach Martin didn't allow sacks at Notre Dame and uh, Elijah Bear Tucker rarely allowed them at USC playing at guard and tackle. Um, and so I think that it's a, it's a pick that's been rumored and a pick that's been mocked a thousand times over. Uh, yeah. But I think I'm going to do it again here because it makes the most sense. Oh boy. Oh, Mac come on. Jones, Mac Jones. We meet again. Here's the thing though. This was my floor for Mac Jones. I, I didn't have him going past 15. He's not come on, man. But Micah but Parsons, is like, Micah Parsons is way too talented to pass on. But this but it's is New what? England. If you're if Wait, you're gonna talk about if you're gonna talk about character concerns. Yeah, I think this is Yeah, you're right. You're right. I was gonna go Micah Parsons. I'm I'm doubling back on it now. I think I should go Mac Jones. Here's the thing Belichick was visible. Well, he was shaking his head uh, at Mac Jones's pro day. There's a video out on it. I'm not gonna jump to conclusions. I'm not going to judge Mac Jones based off Bill Belichick shaking his head. Um, but I think with more time, with more evaluation, obviously Belichick and Saban have a connection. Um, I think Mac Jones makes sense here. Cam Newton, is he still the starter going into this year? I guess so. I but Mac so. Jones, Mac Jones is the most pro ready prospect. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's thrown in there early this year. Uh, but Mac Jones is the pick here. Um, close to Micah Parsons, but keep sliding. Oh, so I'm pick 16, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, this one, again, same thing as I had earlier. Like this, I know Jack might not agree with it. Ooh, but Parsons is there. Oh, man. Oh, man. See, I didn't have Parsons there when I did it. Ooh, I'm really torn between Parsons and Christian Barmore. But um, I think if I'm Arizona, right, you've got a culture going. Um you know, great veteran leader and JJ Watt. And I think, you know, Isaiah Simmons is already there. He's already got kind of that big personality. I don't want to, I don't want to tease with that, uh, throw another kind of fiery linebacker into the mix. Uh, so I'm going to go with Christian Barmore here. I think one, he's the best player at his position and it's a position that the Cardinals need. Um, and I think it'll just make their defense a lot better. And I, I'm, I, believe me, out of us three, I'm the highest on Michael Parsons, but I, I just think the Cardinals are building something there, and I don't know if Parsons is someone that Cliff Kingsbury can handle. Yeah, well, that leaves me with an, an interesting decision to make because I understand Parsons is probably BPA on the board right here, but it's also – that's on our board, and we got to think about the Raiders board because they always do stuff every year where you're just kind of scratching your head thinking, you could have that player above that player, and – and so I really think that here there's two players that are really sliding Caleb Farley and Micah Parsons, who I mentioned before. And I think that Parsons is sliding for a much worse reason than Farley is. I, and I think that both positions are definitely positions of need for the Raiders. And I think that had they both not had their two little, you know, things that knock them down, Parsons not having the off field issues and Farley not having the injury. I still feel like Farley is the better prospect. And I feel like, it's way easier to bust based on off the field issues than it is to bust off of injury. And I really think that also the corner is just a bigger need for the Raiders. So it may be an unpopular pick here. People in the comments might not like this one. I'm going to skip on Micah Parsons as well. Keep the slide going. And I'm going to take Caleb Farley uh, for the Raiders. That's who I think they would go with in this situation. I, I think you guys are over like reacting to his off the field. I mean, it, it was just simply like, you know, locker room stuff that like, 
obviously it was bad. Don't get me wrong, but I, it wasn't anything to where it was any legal action, any massive legal action that, but I, I, think I also, people, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not like the biggest fan of him. As yeah, a yeah. I know. So like, I don't think he's, he's better than JOK who's sitting right there at 19. And I feel like his lack of, I feel like Isaiah Simmons not having a good rookie year is hurting him a lot um, because yeah, he's like half pass rusher, half middle linebacker, but I just don't think that he's like, He's kind of the jack of all trades, master of none kind of guy. But which, he's he's got a better build for linebacker than Isaiah. So he's 6'3", 245. He is he does, but he's, he's, he didn't test as well as Simmons, and Simmons yeah, has that's I, mean, I think Parsons is a very interesting like when I watched him, he you know jumped out to me. Uh, like especially when comparing the two. Uh, but I again I think the off the field stuff, like even you know, in the comments that I read in the video I made. Uh, just I, a lot of people thought I blew it out of proportion. I think, yeah, I, I might have a little bit even in my video, I think. Uh, but he does def- he's definitely a first-round guy. I think, you know, like yeah. what, what we're saying here is no indication of his talent. I think it's just, you know, a little bit of the concerns that are why he's slipping. All right. While we're on the topic of Parsons, uh, let's stop the slide. I think Miami's got to take Parsons here, honestly. Uh, they lost Calvin Noy. They lost Shaq Lawson. They need a guy who can drop back into coverage and also rush the passer. I think Micah Parsons can be that guy. Uh, as you said, similar build to Isaiah Simmons. I think that's what the Dolphins need here. I mean, I just, who else could they really take? I mean, I, I, I do want to end Parsons' slide here because, look, I don't see him going past 20. Uh, that's just unrealistic to me. Uh, and I think he fits, you know, pretty much a Dolphins need here. Um, so I think Micah Parsons will help out that entire defense. He could potentially emerge as the leader of that group. Uh, but yeah, Parsons is my pick here. Yeah, it'll be an interesting combo with uh, Jerome Baker mm-hmm. and uh, the rest of that Dolphins defense. But yeah, if anyone can kind of coach him up, it is Brian Flores. So I like to pick there. Uh, and uh, earlier 19, in the year, before, before we move on, earlier in the year, I yeah. thought that uh, when the Dolphins were sitting at their first round pick, I like early, the, the first one. I really thought that they might they might take Parsons. Like when everyone was thinking, oh, are they going to take Jamar Chase? Are they going to take Devonta Smith? I was like, oh, wow. I really think they'd go with Parsons over that, just because of Flores is just mine as yep. a defensive coach. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's why I thought I thought it was a great pick by Shrikar there. So that leaves me at number nineteen with the Washington Football Team. I think this is an easy pick as well here. I think JOK. So we finally get the two linebackers off the board. Um, again, I watched the two. Uh, JOK flew out to me in coverage. He was amazing. A lot of people think he should go uh, stay as a safety in the NFL. I don't know. He is six one. He does have a little bit of trouble in run support, especially with open field tackles. Sometimes he does tend to get bulldozed. But uh, when I watched him, especially in pass coverage, he was tremendous. And he's so quick. His ball instincts are amazing. And uh, I think Washington can definitely use a guy like that. Very young, very talented. Uh, so I thought it was an easy pick here. JOK out of Notre Dame. So this pick, uh, at pick 24, the Bears, uh, knowing that you you guys were going to go Parsons and then JOK, I had some time to think about it. And there were there were three players that I considered and one that I know I'm going with. First, I consider Rashad Bateman, a, a receiver who, yep. if things don't work out with Allen Robinson, is a carbon copy, almost clone of Allen Robinson and could take over Super him, polished. I think right away. He's, he's a polished prospect. I know some people have him as their like number one or number two receiver in this class. A lot of people that love analytical stats and, and stuff like that are, are in love with Rashad Bateman as a prospect and the film, the film shows out too. I think he's, he's great. I also consider Greg Newsom. I mean, after losing Kyle Fuller, uh, Bryce Callahan a couple of years ago, like after losing their corners, they need another one. Um, and so I think taking one here could work, but I think there are corners in the second round 
for the Bears yeah. that could satisfy that need. So my actual pick is going to be all the way down the board to uh, PFF's 31st ranked prospects, uh, tackle Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. Absolute mauler in the run game and in the pass game too. Super strong, super smart, uh, and a great tackle, either at left or right tackle uh, for the Bears going forward. They're building that offensive line uh, for the quarterback in the future. I think they're a team that could definitely trade up, but being here at pick 20 and not having one of those quarterbacks there is a little bit disappointing for them, but they get the tackle in place. I'm a big believer that if you're going to draft a rookie quarterback at some point, you have to have things in place. So if they're going to have Allen Robinson in place for that, uh, for the young quarterback in the future, that'll be good. But got to have a guy on that offensive line that they can come in and, and be protected off the rip. And I feel like Tevin Jenkins is that option if there's no quarterback on the board. Yeah, I completely agree with the pick. Tevin Jenkins, uh, still a bit raw, uh, but I think he'd work out in the Bears offense, whoever their QB may be. Um, the Colts are on the clock now. Uh, you could go wide receiver or you could complete the offensive line for Carson Wentz. Rashad Bateman is on the board. I don't think the Colts go receiver here. I actually think they go tackle. And I'm going to go with a name that what? hasn't Ooh. really, that hasn't really been, you know, mentioned in the past month or so, but Alex Leatherwood is actually going to be my pick here. He's projected as a guard, but I think he's way more effective at tackle. I think that's where the Colts will play him. I could see him as Costanzo's replacement. Um, I mean, I don't know why he's just not being talked about anymore, but I think he's still a great plug and play guy. Uh, I think he'll definitely help out Carson Wentz. I want to complete this O-line because the weapons that the Colts have in place, I mean, they're still good. I mean, Carson Wentz can work with that. Um, so as long as he gets protection, I think he'll make it work in the Colts offense. So I'm going to go Alex Leatherwood here. Um, and let's see if this is, this is taking a bit of a risk because there are other tackles. There's Cosme on the board. I think Dylan Radins is still on the board too. Uh, but Alex Leatherwood is my pick here. You didn't think about edge? I mean, yeah, I thought, edge? I thought you were gonna go. I think I think they wait until the I think they wait until the second round for an edge defender. What? Okay. Interesting. And so I thought you were gonna go Bateman for sure. So I thought I was gonna mm -hmm. take Elijah Moore with the Titans, but I mean, if Bateman is there, very polished guy, six two, got a great friend, I think six two, two fifteen. Um uh, I mean, how do I pass up? Like, this is a perfect replacement for Corey Davis. Like I, I'm thinking about Elijah Moore though, like for their system, but you know, maybe AJ Brown might have a little bit of impact, but I think they're going to take Rashawn Bateman here. Uh, he's just got a great frame. And I think alongside AJ Brown, this is going to be so lethal. He's a three level wide receiver. Uh, I love his route running. So I'm going to go with Bateman. Here. That makes my pick a little bit easier. I considered Bateman, but I honestly, after the work the Jets have done kind of retooling their wide receiver core, I'm feeling pretty good about it going into this year with, Corey Davis, they're going to have Jamison Crowder in the slot. And then I think that having Denzel Mims as the, the second-year player yeah. to fill that that third receiver role, I feel like he's a lot like Rashad Bateman. So I don't, I'm not sure. Like, if they take Rashad Bateman, they either, you know, play him and then neglect Denzel Mims or they got to do it the other way around. Yeah. So him not being on the board makes it a little bit easier. A very popular pick for the Jets uh, at this location is Greg Newsom. Um, out of Northwestern. And I understand that pick the Jets need corner a lot, but I think there's more corner value in the second round. And I think they're going to realize that too. And Greg Newsom isn't that like first round, like corner, like super solid process. I think he's, he's got great hands, great hips, but I just don't think he has that size to like warrant having everything to be that first round corner uh, player. 
And so I'm going to go down the board a little bit more again and take an edge rusher. And a lot of people have Quiddy Pay as their number one, but I have Jalen Phillips uh, out of Miami as my number one edge. And I think that the Jets have done so much work on this defensive line. Um, and it's going to be absolutely insane next year under Robert Sala already. But I think they need to add an edge, like a true edge they haven't had in a very long time. Because you're going to have Quinn Williams, Sheldon Rankins, uh, Fatu Kasi, John Franklin Myers coming from the inside. Uh, I think they signed, oh, Vinny Curry too. But on the edge, they need someone coming off of that edge. And I feel like Jalen Phillips is going to be that guy. Uh, so I have the Jets saying Jalen Phillips at 23. And as a Jets fan, I really like the way that that worked out. Taking Jack, uh, Zach Wilson and Jalen Phillips. There aren't very many better combos that I can think of for one and 23 that I would like as a Jets fan. And I really think the Jets would pounce on an opportunity to take Phillips if he's on the board. Yeah, I agree with that pick. Um, I really like the fit of Jalen Phillips in a Robert solid defense. Um, Steelers, uh, multiple different avenues. I could go with this pick. I could go Najee Harris. Um, Please do. <laughs> Greg news, Greg new. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think a running back goes first round though. Uh, I think Travis and Najee will go to the second. Greg wow. Newsom is on the board. The Steelers lost Steven Nelson, Mike Hilton. Uh, they do have a need at corner. I mean, people want to avoid it, but Samuel Cosme is on the board too. It's it's a tough decision, uh, one that I didn't really think about. Like when we got the order, the Steelers was the one pick I was overlooking, and shame on me. Um, honestly, I think the Steelers go Greg Newsom. Um, because they did lose Mike Hilton, uh, Steven Nelson. I do think they have that need a corner, as I said. Uh, Joe Hayden, you know, he's still getting old. He's productive, but uh, he's still getting old. Uh, and I think they do need a cornerback for the future. And I do like Greg Newsom in that Steelers defense. So I'm going to go Newsom here. These last two picks for me have been, you know, pretty much gambles. But I think I like the upside of those two prospects. And I think I like them as a fit in their respective teams. I thought Quiddy Pay could have been nasty there. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. A young guy, maybe you could have thrown in the mix, but uh, that kind of makes me mad that Greg Newsom isn't available for my team. But I think now we're going <laughs> to kind of switch it up and go Jack. So this yeah, now, so now I'm going for the Jaguars. Yep. Uh, and then an initial little pick for his Browns, and we'll kind of pick things up. And yep. Really, this uh, I is can a – We'll continue the order then. Yeah, go back. This is a tough pick. Um, yep. You know, a, a lot of picks here have the Jags going either tackle, maybe they take Merrig. No one really thinks Quiddy Pay is going to be on the board here, but you know I, I just don't think they can go with him here. They, I mean, they've got Josh Allen already. They have uh, yeah. Caleb on Chase on who they would just mm-hmm. basically be giving up on if 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 they took Quiddy Pay here. They could go receiver, but I like the receiver unit they have. They have Visca Chenault. They have DJ Chark. I, th- I think they've got some good guys there. So I think that a name Shrieker I mentioned earlier, uh, Sam Cosme, is is maybe a name I'm going to reach down the board and take. I'm trying to think like a third receiver. Do you take a third receiver with the 25th overall pick or do you take a franchise tackle? I think you go franchise tackle because receiver will be there. They have the first pick in the second round. A lot of those guys, uh, someone's going to fall to them for sure. So Merrick is still on the board too. Yeah. I, I thought Merrick is, is the pick here, but mm-hmm. see, I like Merrick a lot. You can but get I a just, tackle. Like these tackles will fall. Like it's a deep class. Radons will fall. So it is, but I just don't know where the. I just don't know if the if there's a ton of value at the safety position. Uh, I lo- I loved Merrick. I-, I loved watching his tape, but I think as a free safety, as a free safety, who isn't like like Jamal Adams and Derwin James are first round safeties. 
I, I think that Merrig's a first-round talent. I just don't know if the positional value is there to take him uh, at pick 25 because he's just not – like watching tape, like him as a free safety, they don't have effect on, on a ton of plays. Like realistically, there, there were a lot of plays where I wrote down just not involved. Like he just was in a deep zone and didn't do anything. Um, and I think that it's more important to take the more important players uh, in the first round. So I think I'm going to go down the board, PFF's 38th-ranked prospect, take Sam Cosme to be Trevor Lawrence's tackle. I think it's another underrated part of it too, is they got to get players for Trevor Lawrence on that offense. Sam Cosby yep. uh, brings them that at pick 25. Plus I think Merrig with the, with the players that are on the board here, Merrig or another one of the safeties will easily be there at uh, pick 33 if they want to go, uh, yeah. go with that. So that's true. So now this one is very interesting because the look, I, I know the need says edge, but I think Clowney fills that void. Um, we are in desperate need of a linebacker. And here's my thing. Like, you know, you could argue D tackle, but the thing is, I think we can get Sheldon Richardson back on a cheaper deal. I think they've explored that. So I really want to go linebacker here. And I know Nick Bolton is there, but I think Zayman Collins is more talented. I think um, he's a hard hitter. Like, he is a hard hitter. Uh, I think he's very fast. and He's got great ball instincts. So, I wanted Zayvon Collins. I didn't, you know, expect any of these, um, uh, you know, JOK or Micah Parsons to fall. So, uh, I think Zayvon Collins is the move here. I, I'm thinking about Gregory Rousseau. Uh, I see him down there, you know, ranked 37th overall by PFF. But now with Clowney there, right, there's really no point. I mean, you could kind of develop him, but – we need linebackers so bad. Like we, we have the second worst linebacker group in the league right now. And I think if we're in a win now mode, right. Clowney's there. We can obviously bring him back next year. I think Zayvon Collins is the guy to go here. Did you consider Merrig? I mean, I, I know they had a little bit of safety. I issues. did, but we, so I, I feel like we're getting a little bit too much. Like now we have what Ronnie Harrison, Grant Delpit, and then we picked up John Johnson. I think that's three yeah. safeties that you can rotate. Yeah. So I don't really think uh, Morig will be, yeah, the type yeah, of guy that wondering. we would need. Yeah. Well, the Browns division rival. Oh, Baltimore should I take? I, I'll take the next one to go back in order then. So no, I think I'll it's take. it's no, no, no we, can, we can turn. Yeah, we can. And then, and then okay. you can go after that. It'll it'll okay. it'll work out. Uh, okay. Ravens are on the clock, man. Um, I'm thinking edge rusher or offensive line actually, uh, and I was thinking one of the better fits as of late that I was thinking was Landon Dickerson. Uh, because the Ravens do need a center. Matt Skura, you know, he's not very good. <laughs> and Eric DaCosta, he came out and said that he's frustrated with people, you know, not really liking the Ravens receiving core. He said he was insulted by it, something along those lines. So that kind of gives me an indication that he might wait until the second round to get a receiver. And this is a deep class, so I really wouldn't mind it for the Ravens here. Um, so I'm actually going to take Landon Dickerson. Uh, I like his fit in this offense. And the Ravens always strike gold with Bama players. I mean, I don't know what it is, but I, I think Landon Dickerson will keep that trend going. So I think that's the pick here for the Ravens. So now, in each, we're back okay. to you. Gotcha. Yeah, I was. I thought you were going to go maybe Elijah Moore, Quiddy Pay here <sighs> with the Saints. Look, they lost Hendrickson, and Quiddy Pay is there. They could go Elijah Moore because of that receiver need without Sanders. Kadarius Tony is on the board too. Yeah, I, I, I thought I'm thinking about him, but I like Elijah Moore. I don't 
don't know. I'm really, I think he's one of the best route runners. If not, like he's, I think he's the second best route runner. You could argue right behind uh, Devonte Smith. I'm a, I still, I still think Rondell Moore is the best route runner in this class. <sighs> yeah, but you know, I, I gotta, you know, denote him for his size. So I, mm, at 28, look, I'm torn between Moore and Pay here. I mean, Pay's been slipping though. And I think you can, like you said, maybe get a receiver second. So I think I'm going to go Quiddy Pay here. I think he's just too talented for the Saints to pass him. That's such a great replacement for um, Hendrickson. Trey Hendrickson. And plus with Cameron Jordan a- aging, I think that, that was a good pick. And I, yeah. I probably would have taken him here. If I were the Packers, I would have said yeah. go BPA. Yeah. I would have taken him or him or Mary, even though like it doesn't fit a huge need. I think you go BPA uh, if you're a team like the Packers. Oh, but now, come on, you got to take a receiver. I think this is – yeah, I'm I, I'm gonna go receiver, but you know it's it's just no considering way. which receiver it is. Now, it's yeah, just which I, receiver I, it I is. think I know who you're gonna do, and I'm like, whoa. So I'm I'm gonna sort by receiver. Uh, I'll pull it up on my thing if if Shrigar wants to do it too. Um, and and we're gonna look we're gonna look at some of the best receivers that are available on the board because I feel like this is finally the year the Packers will do it. Um, and so right here it says Elijah Moore, Harris Marshall, Rondell Moore, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. Yep. I think those are the four guys. Those are the four yep. guys you're thinking about. Yep. Elijah Moore and Ish likes. Terrace Marshall, a lot of other people like. Yep. Yeah. I like Terrace Marshall. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I, too. I think neither of those guys stand out on film as much as Rondell Moore does. I knew. And I think I, I did a comparison on like on our Instagram. I, I put up a post uh, the, other, the yep. other day about Rondell Moore and how I think he's such a good weapon. And yes, he has injury and size concerns, but on size film and he much. produces five, seven, he's five, seven, but it doesn't matter if you're in the slot. I, I think and it he's does super strong. Bit. Like See, if I he mean, was I've five, seen... seven and weak, then no, and there's no way, but he's five, seven and he benches more uh, than all of these guys. I don't this know why I was, one. I was really hoping Rondell Moore lasted until Tampa Bay. I want to see him in Tampa Bay's offense. No, I, I think, I think TV will keep, Antonio Brown, so I don't think that would have a use for him. But it hasn't happened. Dude, I, I, Maybe I'm, in the Chiefs. If I'm, if I'm Green Bay, I think either Elijah or Terrence. But hey, I think you know. I know you're high on Rondell, so yeah. See, but you're right. He is kind of a, uh, you know. Let's collaborate on this one. Let Let's start sure. collaborating from here. All right, but I don't mind it. Like I think Rondell Moore is probably the best guy. But this is again what we think they will do, not what I would do. So yeah, I. Think- I do you think Kadarius Tony is literally just sitting there? No, I mean, but look, I, I you don't. But slot need, receivers do get knocked down. Yeah, I look. I think Elijah Moore again. Like I said, a great I think I'd go runner, Elijah Moore paired with Devontae okay. Adams. You could even you know go what? Terrace Marshall because he he did play that number one role without obviously. But he Jamar wasn't all Chase that there, great. I mean, he, he wasn't. wasn't yeah, exactly. So, so I, I think I think Moore's the pick here. In my opinion. let's go with Moore. I think the track record yeah. of Oklahoma or Ole Miss uh, receivers the last couple years also helps. Exactly. Yeah, I think I was getting a little too invested in what I would do. Uh, but this is mm-hmm. what we think they are going to do. Let's streak. Let's go. Let's go. Elijah Moore yep. to the Packers. All right. Uh, Bill's on the clock. Uh, I definitely think they go corner here. I was thinking edge, maybe Jason Owe, but I think he lasts until the second round. You could get an ed- another edge in the second. Maybe uh, I want a guy opposite Tredavious white and Asante Samuel jr. Yep. Is the guy I have in mind. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and Tyler from Bill's legacy. We're talking about this. Uh, Tyler definitely wants Asante Samuel. So let's do him good here. Um, but look, Tredavious White is a lockdown corner. Josh Norman is gone. I don't really know how they the Bills feel about Levi Wallace. I, I mean, Asante Samuel, he can step in, be that boundary corner they need. I love the fit here. Another guy I was potentially thinking, uh, where is he, where is he, where is he? 
not Javon Holland. Um, Aaron Robinson, but he'll be in this. He'll be in the second round easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I think Asante Samuel, no doubt for me here. I yep. like the pick. Agree. Uh, so I think these are the picks we're going to collaborate on. But I, I, I mean, I'm just going to throw out who I think the Chiefs should get. Uh, even in my earlier, I think it should be Walker Little. Uh, I'd go Sam Cosby. Sam Wait, Sam Co- oh no, he's gone. No, he's, he's gone. gone. He's gone. He's gone. Oh, I think it's Walker ah. Little here. Oh, he's greatness. again a first round talent. He's the definition of a project. And if anyone can make a project work, it's Andy Reid. And if I don't uh, know if Andy, the Chiefs want a project now, though, no, especially with how to, pressing the need is. I don't know if he'll be necessarily thrown into the fire right away. I think he'll get some time. Um, I don't know if they have the time though. They don't. Yeah, I mean, you're right. But Liam Eichenberg could be a nice. That's my. I was going to say. I I want to throw out two other names. I want to throw out Reduns from North Dakota State, and I want to throw yeah, out Eichenberg. Yeah. I think Eichenberg would be my pick because he has that versatility. You know, you don't have to throw him into the fire immediately at tackle. Yeah. You can start him at guard and then maybe move him to tackle or see if he succeeds at guard. Yeah, I, I like Big Ten guys, so I, I would be fine with um, – And Walker Little just – with the injury concerns, and, and they already had that with I Schwartz. don't think Walker Little's a first-rounder. Uh, with with I, Schwartz I and with, so. and with uh, Eric Fisher, they already had those injury concerns. I don't think they want to get back into it. I think what they would do – I, I think would be take Redunz or Eichenberg. It's up to you guys. Yeah. That, that's I'd like Redunz more, honestly. Mm. Uh, I think Eichenberg, Eichenberg might be more pro-ready. Um, but but he's the, less upside, that the upside with Redunz is so much more. Plus, he's a tackle. I mean, I mean Eichenberg, yeah. is, there's still questions about whether he's a tackle. I think the best one underrated part about Redunz is that he had to be a little bit more mobile with a guy like Lance. So yeah. I think and he, and he that's used to that probably yeah. He's used to the playmaking ability. I, I'm yeah. I'm good if we want to go there. I'm yeah. going Redunz. I'm, I'm cool going with Redunz. that too. Yeah, I think you guys sold me on Redunz because I think his mobility with uh, Trey Lance is I think something that would translate for lateral movement. If so. you guys want me to be a little bit more persuasive on this pick, I, there's one pick that I would literally run to the clock with, um, and that's Gregory Rousseau because he is an exact replacement. I think a perfect replacement for Nadamakan Sue because he's that mix between being an edge and being that interior defender that would be absolutely perfect with the Buccaneers because he succeeds a lot. Like, I don't think he's, I like the, that. Yeah. No, I, I don't I think he's the it. most gifted, like technically to be able to win one-on-ones or, 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 or double teams with his finesse and, and all that kind of stuff. Keeping. Yeah. Keep in mind, like he had 19 sacks freshman year, right? Rest yeah. is, sat out a sophomore or sophomore year or whatever declared. Like this is the best place for him to really. It's a get great back situation. Yeah, he I mean, can you're start gonna have, off slow, but he's so young. You got that, Todd Bowles to coach him up as the stack yeah. D line. I mean, yeah. on the he'll, inside, he'll produce. You're just gonna get. He's just gonna get one on ones with guards, and he absolutely destroyed them. Like I thought, I thought that he could be like the best edge in the class. I just don't think he's the best off the edge. Like he's considered an edge rusher, and I think he probably could become the best in this class. But he's so much yeah. better against guards. Like he's so much better on the inside. On the inside, when he got yeah. those chances in. Like Vita Vea will take up a double team on the inside, JPP and Jack Baird on the outside, and you just get Gregory Russo. Oh my God, is gonna that's, he's got yep. that's a I like nightmare D line. I like uh, the pick. I, I'm all in on Russo. Uh, you sold me. Yeah, I think he's got the size for it. You sold me on it. Let's do it. I wonder. So, is there a way we can end the draft? I want to see what our grades. Let's are. Let's see okay. the grades. All so right, we've yeah, three. The draft is complete. I'm pretty happy with it. Let's I liked see. it too. Let's see. So, yeah, Devontae got an A minus. Looks yeah, like we absolutely killed the here. first ten. Hey, we're getting a lot of A's. I like this. I like this. Vera, Ooh, Vera okay. Tucker got a, got a B? B on his Vera Tucker pick. How? Hey, that's cool. A, I don't know Christian about that. Still a good grade. E plus. There we go. Okay. Now hey, you know start. what? If they if, put some respect on Leatherwood, I don't mind it. Yep. Greg Newsome. Let's see how did how they give for my Browns. Okay. B plus. Oh, geez. 
Yeah. The first time got a C oh, we're getting C's. Oh, I, I can't believe Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay. I don't think Landon Dickerson is that bad. Come on, PFF. Gregory yeah. Rousseau got a C minus. Hey, Shrigar, they did that up, with me with Phillips to too. Interesting. Yeah. Scroll I don't know back to the top so that we just have all those A's showing. You know, folks. This is why this is why you tune into the Cold Dark Truth podcast. Why you why you before subscribe. you get to all the C's. Oh, yeah, man. let's not show that, please. I don't yeah. think that's a, a C minus for Elijah Moore though. C Jack, they liked it. <laughs> I, I like. Hey, you know what? That's why I wanted to collaborate with you guys. But they rock you know, with Raidens. We we'll hope you guys. That. We hope you guys enjoyed this mock draft. And, and like we said earlier, we're gonna have mock drafts on the channel. Three of them before draft day. One for each of us with trades. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for this, we were using the PFF mock draft simulator. You know, it's. It's interesting at times when you let them pick it, like when you have them picking as the computer because they're pretty stupid. Um, but when you do it all <laughs> yourself, uh, it, it works out. And so if, if you guys are watching this and you're feeling inspired, go to the PFF Mock Draft Simulator. You can do it. They give you grades. Um, I think I think we feel pr- we feel pretty proud about how this works. Oh, I love out. this one. Yeah. I, I like I, this. I like, yeah. I like this. I feel like. Save it. Make sure you save it. Download it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but if you watch this and, and you're thinking – you know, oh, I don't like who my team went with there, or I would have gone with this person at this pick. Please tell us if you're on YouTube yeah, down in the comment section. Tell yeah, us right now. We we want to get back to you guys. We'll we'll converse with you guys. Let us know who, who's talking to you in the comment section. But let us know what you thought of your team's pick, other teams' pick, the entire mock draft in general, the PFF mock draft simulator. I mean, basically with these, I think what is it? Almost ten days leading up to draft night, a little or a little bit yep. less. Nine, nine, days, nine days. Yeah, we just want to have some draft minutes, conversations man. with you guys. So yeah. whether that's you're listening on the podcast right now, you want to reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter, uh, or you're watching on YouTube, leave it down in the comment section. I mean, really, we will respond to all of you guys. We just want to have some draft conversations, and we did a pre- we did enjoy doing this uh, as as a mock draft on on the podcast. We say it every week. If you enjoyed what you listened to, and you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or one of those uh, stations. Uh, please consider subscribing to the podcast, leaving a five-star review if you enjoyed it. We say it every time. If you're on YouTube, uh, please take take a couple seconds, hit the like button. It really helps us out, helps us grow. And hit the subscribe button if you're not already subscribed. We really appreciate all the support that you guys have given us. Uh, we recently picked our winner for our 3,000 3, subscriber giveaway, which just feels insane to so be in a position like that. Uh, we never crazy. We never envisioned this would happen. Uh, we've got some sponsorships down the line. Like, I mean, we've, we're over the moon. Uh, I don't even know if we thought this would still be a thing by the 2021 NFL draft. So you guys have blessed us with so much and we just want to say thank you. Uh, but we hope you enjoyed this episode a lot. Uh, maybe if you enjoyed this style of it, where we screen share and, and do some interactive things, uh, let us know let us any know other maybe ideas, sometimes yeah. we love doing this man and we'd, we'd be down yeah. to do it again and maybe sometimes we do it live and have you guys involved too so just let us know that's the best way just let us know down in the comment section or, or hit us up uh, at any place let us know but thank you guys so much we've been the cold hard truth podcast and we will see you next time <laughs>